Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Back at it, Chuck Show. Final hour of the program is the start of the Brown Liquor Music Hour. It is Motown Monday. A little David Ruffin solo to get us started here. This was from his first, I think, solo album. Might have been his first solo release that he had. Mm-hmm. Uh, 404-741-0929. That is the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey app is how you catch us on the go. Social media is at 929 the game at JMCH316 at the D Lewis for real. Well, I mean, uh the Miami Heat have the lead in the third quarter against the uh Denver Nuggets, 60 to 56. I didn't see this coming. So again, not that the Heat aren't a resilient team, but thought maybe some guys would be on the banana boat for the Miami Heat. And um, they're hanging tough. I mean, they got the lead. Right now, as we're in the third uh, third quarter, right now, so um, you know, obviously, long way to go, but still, um, didn't really see this. Bam Adebayo, he's had a big night uh, tonight. He's got 18 points and 10 boards. Uh, Max Strus, he's got 10 points. You know, questions whether or not he was going to play uh, tonight. Um, Jimmy Butler struggling, two for nine from the field. He's got eight points. Joker's got 16 points. 13 boards, and only four assists in a game. But the reason that they're losing, it's it's Jamal Murray. He's 3 for 10, 0 for 4 from 3. He's got six points, four boards, and four assists. But 3 of 10 and 0 for 4 from 3. Not like what he did the last night. Not like what he did the last time. So we'll keep you up to date on that. Um, this Braves game is a mess. Braves lose tonight in 10 innings. Oh, boy. Um, Rizel Iglesias, he comes in the ninth, supposed to close it up, gives up uh, an inning of work, five hits, three runs, a homer, a couple of strikeouts, Asta lasagna, don't get any on you. And then Jimenez comes in in the 10th, and he gives up the run, and that's all she wrote. And the Tigers stink. Um, so anyway, um, again, bottom feeders against the Tigers and the Oakland A's got to beat those teams. I mean, this is, you got to beat, and again, you got an outstanding performance from Charlie Morton tonight, right? He had a bounce back game. We talked about his last four starts. 
He was terrific tonight. Five and two-thirds, four hits, no runs, three walks, eight strikeouts. Eight of the 17 outs that he recorded came via swing and a miss or without no swing. 104 pitches. So unfortunately, he couldn't get through the, the sixth inning. But um, McHugh came in. He did his job, although, well, I mean, he did his job. I mean, the, the Braves were up 4 to nothing at that point. So even though he gave up a run, he did his job. Uh, Minter. Um, then Anderson starts the floodgates to open. He gave up a run. Iglesias gave up three. And Jimenez loses it in the 10th inning. And that's all you wrote. That's all she wrote. So, uh, again, a, a bad team in Detroit winning uh, tonight. So, uh, that's not uh, not too good out of all of it. So, we'll see if uh, Denver can um, see if Denver can hang on here or if uh, Miami's going to win this thing. So, we'll keep you up to date with all of that. First, though, let's get to what we call an NFL squib kick. Take a look at the NFL with the squib kick with John Chuckery. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Texans are going to induct J.J. Watt into their ring of honor coming up October 1st. Well, duh. He's the greatest player in franchise history. Day-Day, question for you. J.J. Watt will be the third member into the ring of honor for the Houston Texans. He's only going to be the third person that is honored in the ring of honor. Any guesses as to the first two? Ooh. Um, does it date back to – well, no, it's strictly Texans, right? Yeah, to the Texans, just the Texans. Uh, I don't know. Andre, uh, what's the receiver? Um, Andre, you're, you're, uh, Andre, where? Nope, not nope. where, but uh, say Johnson. Johnson, Andre yep. Johnson. He's the he's yeah, one of the guys. He's one. Um, mm-hmm. Who would the and, other be? And this is lame. The other one. Outside of Andre Johnson, I really can't think of who else would be would be deserving. Well, it's a trick question in some ways. Um, it's the owner. Um, oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> The owner uh, of the Texans? Yeah, Robert McNair. Okay. So Andre Johnson in the Ring of Honor yeah. and Robert McNair is in the Ring, ring of Honor. <laughs> Why exactly? Did, didn't he have some issues or something like that? I feel like Bob there McNair? was some kind of legal. Yeah. Didn't yeah. Bob McNair have some issues? You know, I, I know Bob Kraft had issues. You know, had the, you know, had the, you know. The Miami. Yeah, the, the yeah. you know, the workers. You know, um, but I thought Bob McNair had had some kind of issue as well. But um, yeah, so uh, Bob McNair and Jay and um, uh, Andre Johnson and now J.J. Watt will join that distinguished group of te- who else should be a who else would you say should be a Ring of Honor player for the Texans? Offhand, nobody I can think of, but I, I guarantee you, there's probably an offensive lineman that's well, probably worthy of being so I on would, there. I would say Matt Schaub. Okay. Oh well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I I would tell you Tony Baselli because he was the first draft pick of the of the Texans in that supplemental draft. Right. Um, maybe a Tony Baselli. Um, how about Mario Williams? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. forgot about Mario Williams, yeah. Uh, and even Jadavion Clowney. I don't know about I mean, Clowney, but, I mean, Mario Williams, I think. Definitely Mario, because uh-huh. before J.J., yeah. Who was the, um, oh, gosh, who was the long te- long-term long defensive back? Dunta Robinson? Wasn't Dun- Dunta Robinson? Didn't he have some good years in, in yeah. Texans? Yeah. So, um, 
Is this there? So, and this is well, player wise. So, I, uh, JJ's just the second player wise. Yes, yes. So they must have just started. And, he's the, it and again, he's the best player in franchise history. Well, yeah. So, I mean, it's not even close. But um, yeah, I mean, if you only have, I guess, one a year, I mean, you're gonna have a long way to go. But yeah. But I was trying to think of who the Texans might might have for their Ring of Honor players. How about this story, Day Day? The XFL lost $60 million in 2023. Um, The XFL could eventually be the XFL again, uh, although the Spring League will keep moving forward. While there's no panic yet from new ownership that features Dwayne The Rock Johnson, the third iteration of the league founded by Vince McMahon in 2001 lost $60 million in 2023, according to Jabari Young of Forbes.com. For 2024, Young reports that the XFL projects revenue of $100 million, with $20 million of it coming from ESPN. We're extremely well capitalized for the long term, uh, XFL co-owner Danny Garcia said. This is our new WWE, the next massive live property. Uh, okay. All right. It, it ain't the WWE. I know you're trying to be. And, and you know, Danny Garcia is the Rock's ex-wife. That's who he had his kid with. But I, I you know. Man. XFL co-owner Jerry Cardinal expects the XFL to become cash flow positive by 2027. And that the metrics from the 2023 season suggest the league is on its way. How is losing... $60 million, a league that's on its way. Hey, we got some good things happening. We only lost $60 million. That's probably there. That's probably more than the entire payroll of every player on, on a team and all of the coaches. I would guarantee you their entire payroll budget's not $60 million for every team in the league. <sighs> yeah. Again, the USFL was the only thing that came close, right? The World Football League, the XFL, the AAF. If the USFL, I mean, had just stuck to what they do, but Trump wanted to go against the NFL and he wanted to go head-to-head, if they had just stuck to what they do best, they might have had a shot because they certainly had the players, and that was the whole thing about all these other leagues is the football isn't good. That's why you get so many of these leagues that just peter out after because the football's not good. But the ex but the USFL back in the old days, they had Steve Young and Jim Kelly and Reggie White. They had Bobby Abear. They had all the top stars. Herschel Walker. They had top flight talent. Now again, it may not have lasted because the egos, you know, of the owners, you know, was all out of whack, all of them. But Trump, especially when he wanted to go head to head against the NFL, that he wanted a fall league that would go head to head instead of just staying spring summer, just head to head against the league, and that was a big mistake. But they had the players; they they had the quality of football that you could have gotten that league over. 
but you're not going to get the league over when it's, you know, bad football. That was what the AAF was trotting out there, bad football. Nobody wants to watch bad football. When you see college and pro football, and then you get your talking points from there, again, you don't want to see bad football. So um, it is what it is, but I don't, I don't know that they will be around all that uh, much longer. Uh, Rodrigo Blankenship's trying out for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so he's got a workout with them this week. So hopefully Rodrigo can get himself back in the league and um, obviously start kicking again and obviously a legend with the University of Georgia, but um, not gone so well for him. Remember he missed that, what was it? He missed that chip shot field goal for Indy and then got cut the next week. Immediately got cut. Hey, man, that's life in the NFL, man. Either perform or you don't. Either perform or you don't. So, again, hopefully it goes better for Rodrigo. But I'd like to see him catch on with the Buccaneers. So, we'll see what uh, what happens there. And Doug Peterson is excusing his veterans from minicamp, saying that he wants to really focus on the young guys. And um, um, says here the team kicked off minicamp Monday with most older players away from the facility after an off-season program that Peterson said was devoted to refining everything ahead of training camp. Peterson also thinks that this time off is more valuable for those players and that their absence allows the team to devote more of their attention to other things, like the rookies and such. So I don't have a problem with that. I mean, again, even for mandatory minutes, I don't really have a problem with doing all of that. All right, 404-726-0929. 404-726-0929. Should the Falcons trade for this player? I'll give you that name next. Chuck Rinnakia Studios, Sports Radio 929 The Game, the Odyssey.com app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is kind. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Sports Radio, 92.9, the game. Back at a Chuckery show. Head at the top of the hour, Jason Longshore has got Atlanta soccer tonight coming off a 3-1 victory over D.C. United or whatever they are. Are they, are they D.C.? I think, I think it's D.C. United. I think it's what it is. Yeah. It's something DC like something. That. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah. And the D.C. stands for 
dozens of crap. Uh, anyway. Um, all right, 404-726-0929. 404-726-0929. That is our phone line if you want to jump on the phones. So the Minnesota Vikings, Daniel Hunter, is not very happy right now. He is skipping mandatory minicamp. He was not at OTAs this season, and now he's skipping mandatory minicamp. Hunter is a guy who, in four of his seven seasons, has at least double-digit sacks. He had 12 and a half in 2016, sorry, 2018 and 19. He went back-to-back years of 14 and a half sacks. Then he got the shoulder injury last year and only played in seven games, but bounced back as he was a comeback player of the year nominee and had 10 and a half sacks. So the last four years, he has had 45 and a half sacks the last four years combined. 45 and a half sacks by himself. We've only had 39 as a team the last two years. That's every player on the roster. He's a game wrecker. He's a he's a guy that can get off the edge and eat up quarterbacks. And so I'm asking you if 404-726-0929, is this a guy that you want to trade for? So here's the deal. He's got $5.3 million that he's owed this year. Not a very big number, right? And that's because that they moved his money around into the previous years to make that number bigger for his payout. Well, now it's coming to where he doesn't have nearly the kind of money. So it's I think it's a four point, I think it's a four point eight or nine million dollar uh, salary. I think it's four point nine million and five hundred potential thousand dollars in bonuses. So it gets it up to five point three or whatever it is five four eight to five or whatever. It's not much. Now he is a free agent at the end of the year, but however, we still got plenty of cash coming next year. Right? I mean, we still got all these vagabonds that are one-year deals and stuff, and we're still going to be in good cap shape. We're not in cap purgatory anymore. I say, why not? I say, why not make a trade for a guy like that? Why would you not trade for a Daniil Hunter, who's arguably one of the top pass rushers? And I think he, I think he set the record for most sacks before the age of 25 or something like that. Some crazy kind of number. We don't have one of those guys. We have a lot of hope and wishful thinking. Well, you know, maybe Eva Katie can step up. Well, you know, this guy. Well, that guy. Well, D'Angelo Malone. I mean, we don't have that fire breather coming off the edge. And if Daniel Hunter can be that guy, brother, bring him in. Last year, 17 games, 17 games started, three passes defended, one forced fumble, 10 and a half sacks, and uh, – 22 quarterback hits. Pro Bowler last year. Um, we said comeback player of the year. So, uh, sorry, not comeback player of the year, but he finished 12th in comeback player of the year voting. He's been an all-pro, second team all-pro before in his first 14-and-a-half sack season. Why can't we be in the mix? We got the money. We've got the up-and-coming roster. Why can't we be in the mix? And even if I have to give up some trade, you know, draft capital assets, 
I don't have that fire breather. And I still think it's the one thing that holds us back. I think it's the one thing that I still don't have full faith and confidence in when you look at this team. So 404-726-0929. Let's grab Ricky out in Atlanta. What's going on, Ricky? Yep. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, how you doing? Good, buddy. How's it going, man? It's going great. Um, I can speak on the Daniel Hunter situation, but I, I kind of just been waiting to speak on the Falcons, period. Um, I haven't really heard a lot of opinions that kind of reflect mine in reference to the draft. So I kind of just want to start there. I, I, to this day, have not kind of wrapped my mind around why we took Bijan Robinson at, what was it, seven or eight? Eight, yep. Eight. We took him at eight. I Everybody who knows football knows, unless you are saying that this guy is a generational talent, I mean, I mean a surefire generational talent, you know, I mean, like Reggie Bush level, you know, type talent, Derrick Henry level type talent. I just don't understand why we didn't go defensive line, you know, at that spot. Or at least a big-time receiver. I, I personally would have liked uh, Jackson uh, Smith and Jigba in the slot, um, personally. But I, I just feel maybe you can help me out to kind of understand why – not to mention that the starting running back that we had, or I, I don't even know if Algiers starting, if I'm not mistaken, he had a thousand yard season. Yes, he did. So why are we going running back at eight? And when we have a, 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 a running back that was like a six round draft pick that's coming off a thousand, you know, yard season, not to mention we have Cordell Patterson. So that move alone to me was, in my opinion, a big mistake for for our franchise. Well, I mean, look, um, they think that he is a generational talent. I mean, that that's I mean, that's what they think is that he is a generational talent. Was certainly the best running back coming out of the draft by far, but that's what they think is he's a generational talent. Now, time will tell, right? But I <laughs> look, I completely understand. The sentiment. I, I have said, and Ricky, I I love B. John Robinson. I don't love the position that he plays. You know, we 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 can't seem to figure out why we don't win more games. Is it because we don't have enough running backs? Is it because we don't have enough wide receivers? We don't have enough tight ends? Or do we not influence the game on both lines of scrimmage the way you have to to win big in the NFL? You have to influence the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Oh, Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, they got all these guys that can sack the quarterback, finish second in the league last year. Oh, okay. You know what else they got? Guys on their offensive line that are really good, including guys like Creed Humphrey that they drafted in the second round. They drafted Creed Humphrey in the second round, just a throwaway kind of pick. Creed Humphrey, he's he's the first-team all-pro center. You know, the Philadelphia Eagles. Great offensive and defensive line. San Francisco 49ers are the best line of scrimmage team in the NFL. That's why they always have the best offensive line and the best defensive lines. Great line of scrimmage team. Guess what? They're always in the you know knocking on the Super, door, Super Bowl's door. Guess what? The Eagles were in the Super Bowl this year. Guess what? Kansas City Chiefs knock on the door every year. 
It's not hard to figure out why. It's not just some mystery. I mean, they have great quarterback play, and they influence the game with the line of scrimmage. So I understand, but they think he's a generational talent that can do just about everything on offense. But, look, if you have to give up even a couple of draft picks for a Daniel Hunter, maybe a second and a third, I don't, th- I don't think that if, if he backs up the, the, um, the Vikings up against the wall, they won't be able to get nearly as much for him as what they think. And the Falcons have money to spend. If we can sign a $14 million safety, we can sign Daniel Hunter to a long-term contract. We have $14 million that we can allocate to a safety who plays 10 yards away from the line of scrimmage. We can certainly find a way to play Daniel Hunter. And that's, that's what I want. I want guys who influence the game at that position. Minnesota was not a very good defense, but you know what? Day-Day, were they a playoff team? Yes, they were. Uh-huh. They don't have very good quarterback play. Their defense overall wasn't good. But you know what they can do? Sack the quarterback. Yep. That's what they do. And it's and if they're not full of, you know, great personnel, they got some pieces on their defense, but they can sack the quarterback. And I'll explain again for the 18 millionth time, if you can sack the quarterback, you can be a playoff defense. If you can get to 38, 40 sacks, you can be a playoff team. You may not be 2001 Ravens, 86 Giants, 84 Bears, but you can be a playoff team. And right now, we're not a playoff team. (laughs) Hopefully that changes. I mean, right now, we're not a playoff team. And there's no reason why, because teams are inquiring about him. Because he's sitting out of mandatory minis. He's going to get fined for it. He sat out of OTAs. He's not happy with his contract. And he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. You can guarantee that Minnesota wants to move on from him if, if he's not going to sign any kind of deal and they don't want to wait for him. They don't want to wait for him to, you know, not sign a contract and then they lose him in free agency and all he gets a, a uh, uh, what do you call it, a supplemental draft pick or what, whatever it's called, a compensatory pick, sorry, a compensatory pick. If that's all you get for him, I, that, ain't, that ain't very good. So, again, when you have the opportunity to get guys like this, and he's 28 years old, when you have these kinds of chances, you have to be aggressive because I still don't think that our pass rush is elite by any stretch. I still don't think that we have an elite-level pass rush. And you bring a guy like this in who's had three of the last four years be double-digit sack years, and again, he had two years where he had 29 sacks, we only had 39 as a team the last two years. Think about that. How crazy is that whole thing? So we'll see, but I, I hope the Falcons, I mean, I'm hearing about teams being in the mix to trade for him. Let's hope the Falcons are there. Let's hope the Falcons are one of those teams. Got to get more game records on our defensive line. All right, we're going to head to the top of the hour. JR Sport, or sorry, uh, Jason Longshore with Atlanta Soccer tonight. Chuck Reed for one more segment in the Key Studios on Sports Radio 929 The Game, Odyssey.com app.
Sports Radio, 92.9, The Game, back at a Chuckery Show. Motown Monday. Little Smokey Robinson here, right? In the Miracles, right? In this uh, Smoky Mountain? No, this is actually uh, Eddie Holland. Oh, okay. Leaving here. Leaving here. Yep. That's what we're doing in 20 minutes. <laughs> That's so, why I'm playing it. Yeah. We're getting out of here <laughs> as quickly as we can. If I can go to bed. Um, 81-76 Nuggets. Over the uh, Miami Heat uh, right now. Bam Adebayo's had a good game, but Jimmy Butler has uh, – he's struggled. Max Struess has been okay. Uh, Joker has played uh, really well, uh, 10 for 13, 24 points and 15 boards. Um, Murray's not done much offensively, 14 points, but on 6 of 14 shooting and 2 of 7 from 3. If you didn't hear earlier, Braves lost to the Tigers in uh, extra innings in the 10th inning. Uh, six to five, Rosiel Iglesias blows a save, and then Jimenez uh, loses it in the uh, tenth inning. So, uh, yeah, the bullpen after Morton gave up no runs, the bullpen gave up all six runs. Can't do that. Can't do that. So anyway, um, literally their only issue, literally. Yeah, um, it, you know, for all the things about starting pitching. You know, it is becoming like, okay, the bullpen hasn't just lived up to its expectations. Iglesias, Minter, like some of those guys, you know, even McHugh a little bit, some of those guys haven't just lived up to what we expected out of them. And it's just been kind of a blech, you know, the house of blech. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, um, yeah, but that's, uh, again, it's it, – Teams like Oakland and Detroit, you got to feast against, right? I mean, you got to feast against these guys. Do you think they're letting their guard down? I, mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, sometimes it's, that's all these teams have to play for, right? Right. You know, play the big, bad Atlanta Braves, World Series champs a couple of years ago, division winners, right? And yeah. All this kind of stuff, and that's that's all you've got to all you've got to you know go up against. Well, I mean, it sparked something for for Oakland apparently because I don't know what they did yesterday, but I know going into yesterday, I think they were riding like a five game win streak. So, uh, let's see what Oakland uh, Oakland was here. They are so they've won five in a row. Okay, so the streak's still going there. Yes. Yeah. So, so it's gotten them all the way up to seventeen and fifty. <laughs> seventeen and fifty. They're they're right now. Through sixty some odd games, twenty five and a half games out of first place. That is crazy. And that that is crazy. A hundred and ninety four run differential. Not even sniffing contention. They they have a they have a bigger run differential day day than the next two worst teams combined. Kansas City and Detroit mm-hmm. are a combined one eighty four. Mm-hmm. They're a one ninety four. Wow. <laughs> The worst in the National League is minus 69. How can you be a 194 run differential 65 games into the season? Or how much? How many games they played? 67 games in the season. Yeah, how can you be a 194 negative run differential after 67 games? Yeah, that's, that's, that's embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not even halfway through. I mean, that's just ridiculous. I mean, I can understand the Rangers. Rangers are a plus 149. That's why they're 25 game, 25 and a half games up on um, Oakland. But that's that's just a disaster. 
just a disaster. So um, anyway, but, um, you know, look, um, can't you, know, you, you don't want to give away games to these bad teams. I mean, again, especially when you've done so much good work on the road, you've done so much good work against the Phillies and, and the Mets and all that. You don't want to give away games to it. So, um, you know, hopefully they get back on track. And uh, I didn't see who's going to start uh, tomorrow night for them. But, um, you know, we'll see what uh, what happens with all of that. But, yeah, it's uh, just, kind of, just kind of sucks. I mean, just, you know, you waste a good outing by Morton. All right? I mean, you had Charlie Morton's been struggling. Last four starts, we talked about 6-1-3 ERA. Then you go out and, you know, lay an egg like that. He pitches five and two-thirds shutout ball. And then you can't close it out. After they were up, by the way, too, they were up in the game. What four to one? Five one. Five one. Because uh, Michael Harris, it was four one. Yeah, he and homered. Then Harris, and yeah, he hit the solo. Homered, yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyway, we'll see what the what the Braves can do coming up uh, tomorrow night. Um, we'll talk more about this later in the week. But um, are you guys doing anything for Father's Day? Uh, we will be in South Carolina. Oh, okay. So Father's Day itself, my my our sons will be with my dad because my dad lives in North Carolina, uh, in North mm-hmm. Carolina, uh, but he's only like an hour away from Myrtle Beach. So we'll drop them at with him on Saturday, Sunday Father's Day itself. Uh, you know, we'll just be hanging out at the beach and then we'll go get them from my dad on Monday. Yeah, so. you're uh, you're taking off some time here the next uh, couple of weeks. Yes, yeah. couple few weeks. Yeah, th- next week. So uh, I'll be back Wednesday. Yeah, but you're but you're uh, but you're gone then a couple of weeks later though. Yeah, in July next month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're taking off a whole bunch of time here. I got to get it in because once we get into the fall, you know, there's no more. Not for me, I don't know how it's going to work for you, but you know, once that football season starts for us, well, um, I'll take off time at the end of the year for mm-hmm. for the holidays. Like I'll probably take off between Christmas and New Year's. Oh, see, I'll still be here. I mean, obviously, Christmas Day, I'll be off. And well, why can't you take off time then? I probably can, but I just haven't gone that far. It's just that with the, you know, with the kids, you know, I just have to try to make sure well, I sure. set up those days for a couple of vacations. Yeah. And yeah, I'll and, take uh, off the week between Christmas and New Year's. Okay, I mean, we don't work all that much. I mean, that's but, true, and it's slow. Know. It's probably like the slowest time mm-hmm. in radio. So yeah, hopefully this this December I don't have a stroke. Hopefully you won't. Hopefully, hopefully we get through <laughs> all of that. So. You won't. Hopefully I don't spend, you know, a weekend in the hospital come football season, you know, just <laughs> seeing if my brain is ever going to work again or see if I can ever speak uh, again it, out of all of it. So maybe, maybe I don't know. I don't know. Who knows what my next what, malady will be. What about you guys? What's, what's the plan? Or she hasn't uh, told you yet. No, I mean, we're, I mean, my daughter and I, are, and my daughter and I and her friend are going to go up. I'm going to drive up to Chattanooga oh, on Saturday right. you afternoon. You did say that, yeah. Yeah, so after I get done with work on Saturday, drive up to Chattanooga, uh, we'll go to Lake Winnie, Lake Winnie, Passat, Lake Winnie, Pasaka, mm-hmm. uh, Lake Winnie Amusement Park. We'll go hang out there, do our thing. Then we'll go. I've got us a nice hotel in downtown uh, Chattanooga, so we'll check in the hotel and then go eat some dinner, and then we'll come back home. Uh, we'll get up and eat breakfast in the morning, and uh, then kind of head back uh, from there on okay. Sunday afternoon. There's a good barbecue place in downtown Chattanooga. I cannot remember. It's Man, it's probably been about eight years since. Well, you we know, went there. Uh, downtown Chattanooga is also they got the uh, they got the official their home of the Moon Pie mm-hmm. store. So yeah. the moon, moon Pies officially. Yep. So you know what else they got is that um, oh gosh, oh man, I can't remember that ice cream place that they have as well down there. 
where it's like that, like gelato kind of ice cream. Oh, okay. Um, oh man, I forget. I forget now. My brain doesn't function uh, that well. But Chattanooga's, uh, you know, again, I, I always talk about we we have so many towns mm-hmm. that are close by to us within within a short drive. Yeah. Right. I mean, Chattanooga, Knoxville, yep. Greenville, you know, uh, Savannah. Right, Nashville yeah. is not not too far away. Yep. I mean, I mean, even the Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg area. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We yep. were just up there back in April. Charleston, you can get to in about five hours. Yep, Charleston, that's somewhere um, we haven't been. Uh, Charlotte, I mean, Charlotte's uh, obviously the Queen City. Charlotte's yeah. a fun, fun town. So there, I mean, there's so many good little towns to Savannah. Yeah, I mean, there's so many good towns to to go to that are not that far a drive away. Um, even places like Huntsville, Alabama. Yeah, I mean, if, if you, I mean, if, again, if you're like, if you're into uh, the spaceships and NASA and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, I mean, Huntsville's the, the, the headquarters for NASA. I right. Mean, so it's, it, it's, it's really cool. I mean, uh, Huntsville's a lot of fun. Birmingham's a fun uh, city. So there's like so many good little towns that, you know, are not that far a drive away from, from Atlanta. Yeah. Like, like nice cities to to go to. So yeah, Montgomery's. Uh, they've got the uh, they've got the really cool um, civil rights museum. Yep. It's actually two yep. two facilities. They have the outdoor yep. one and then the indoor one, and uh, and they've got their the 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 minor the I don't know what triple I guess it's the triple A team that's there the baseball team that's like right there. Stadiums right across the street from the uh, yeah. Museum. I mean, and then you get down to Mobile. That's that's Ricketts Field and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the famous. The old famous stadium down there, and yep. what is it for Mobile? What is it? It's Willie McCovey, Hank Aaron, and who's the other player that's from Mobile, Alabama? Like three Hall of Famers right. are from Mobile. It's it's McCovey, Aaron, and it's somebody else that's from from Mobile. So um, again, great baseball, great seafood. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mobile's a the Mobile's a fun town. Mobile's got a lot of good restaurants and seafood restaurants and stuff like that down there. So yeah, I mean that's the great thing about Atlanta is. You don't have to fly to get to some fun places. Nope, nope. Right? Or you can go up to Helen. You can go up to Helen up in the mountains and yeah. all that good kind of stuff. I mean, so so there's so many fun places that you can you can go to. Yeah, so. it definitely is. Yep. Yep. Um yeah, like I said, we were just up in Gatlinburg and that was a cool drive because on the way back, we've been to Gatlinburg, I don't know, like probably like a dozen times. And for some reason this last time, it was the first time it brought us back through the mountains. Oh, okay. It you know normally it always brought us back through Knoxville and right, you know on right. down into seventy five. Right. But for whatever reason this time it took us through the mountains. Okay. And that was so that was our first time actually going up in and around and so it was pretty cool. And you know I was telling the kids I was like you know that's you know you guys got to like take this all in because not every kid can say they've driven through. Uh, you know yeah, the Smokies. You know they, they don't. They they don't appreciate. <laughs> no, nah, they really stuff. did. Yeah, I mean, they don't. <laughs> they I mean, my my daughter would sleep in the back seat of the car. Uh-huh. Like I mean, when we were going down to Florida, and she would just sleep for the whole time. Like literally, like the the, the whole time <laughs> right. we were we'd go down to Florida. Like she'd just sleep for the whole drive. You know, get up every so often so we can go eat lunch or something like that. But right, yeah, she just she. Like yeah okay you know want to see the sights nah nah right nah, nah, nah. <laughs> and now and you know they're kids of devices so they really like, oh yeah you know, yeah when we were growing up you 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 your choices were either to sleep or look at whatever was outside like yeah you know. or or like you know they had those goofy games that you would play like yeah you know, the tail uh, the um, license plate game the and license, all these uh, uh, punch buggy yeah all those yeah I mean so again it we. We had to do whatever we had to do to entertain yep. ourselves because, again, there wasn't devices and, and and even the radio. Like, I mean, there wasn't like 
Sirius XM radio. Right. Like you would have to drive through, you know, you would have to keep turning your radio, adjusting yep. your radio to whatever area of town, town that you were yeah, in. Exactly. Well, like Sirius XM, like right. you just, you know, just I can I can have twenty four seven music, and as long as I got the satellite around, you know, we can right. I can listen to you know whatever. But no, we had to listen to we had to listen to you know whatever. Um, you know, whatever know. station you could right, pick right. up. I mean, you know, like um, Akron's finest hits or whatever <laughs> right. like that, and then Bluefield, West Virginia rocks. You know, whatever. So, um, but you know, you had to do all those kinds of things. Yeah, but yeah. anyway, so now um, that was road tripping. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah, that was road tripping. I mean, look, I've driven across the country before with my folks. I mean, we drove from Ohio to California. Wow, nice. You know, so okay. we've done we've done one of those kinds of trips where okay. that felt like twenty years of my life. I mean, you know, but. <laughs> Um, but they were fun. I mean, you know, they they were they were road trips, and you just kind of hung out and just yeah. kind of slept and things like that, and mm-hmm. did all that good stuff. So yep. Anyway, all right. When we get back, I'm gonna wrap it up with a love TKO. Check me for a few more minutes in the Kia Studios, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, the Odyssey.com app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.